You are listening to Engaging and Exciting Conversation on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Get ready. Now. Welcome back to the Radiant Culture Podcast. This is part B of the previous episode where we've been talking about divorce. Is divorce an option for Christians? Let's find out as we continue with the discussion. Right. So on that issue of counseling, let's say you are going through some issues and you're getting the counseling and there's that term that we hear a lot in divorce which is irreconcilable differences but we know we are all called to a ministry of reconciliation <laughs> <laughs> so as christians is it okay like i know i keep asking this whole thing of is it okay but and i know it is case by case but i do think that people feel like it's a it's a cop out like what was irreconcilable what could you really not mm. talk out what was so bad if it wasn't cheating and if it wasn't violence and if it wasn't one of what? you being saved and the other one not being saved like what else could it have been that you guys could not reconcile <laughs> so and i think people also stay because they feel the guilt like my reason is not good enough mm. let me just hang in there because mm-hmm. no one's going to get this mm. yeah but um what would you guys say to that person Kuti? Mm. i really feel like our differences are just <laughs> too different <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, that one is that one's very difficult i mm. on one hand i do understand what you're talking about where irreconcilable differences becomes this catch-all uh, phrase all sorts of stuff that people don't want to work through um but i i do believe that irreconcilable differences and pastor c would be able to speak into this a lot more but in my experience what i've seen is a lot of the time when people people can grow apart gradually because they're not dealing with certain issues mm-hmm. so over time people just grow apart there's issues that happen no one talks it out Mm-hmm. Someone is stacking things up, mm-hmm. stacking up, keeping a record, keeping a record yeah. and someone is not changing and it keeps going on like that. And people's hearts begin to, can I say, calcify mm-hmm. um, and they build this callus. And then before long, you know, that affection isn't there. Mm-hmm. And then you hear people talk about, you know, if you read some of these things and uh, divorces and so, what they say in the papers, in the divorce papers, loss of affection is an, is a common thing that you <laughs> yes. see in these divorce papers. You know, there's loss of affection. That's what happens. Is really? that, yeah, yes, yeah. loss of love. Yeah, yeah, loss of love. It's actually a ground, it's actually a ground now, for, yeah, yeah, divorce, for divorce. A very common yeah. one, actually. Mm. Um, that kind of just yeah, just yeah. boxes everything yeah, up. Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. It's irreconcilable difference. It's just loss of love. You forgot my birthday. All that is in there. Exactly. Just loss of love. Just loss of love and loss of affection. The judge says, ah, we can't force you to love someone. Yeah. So there so you go. You can and go sit and that's it. Yeah. 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 So that loss of affection, that really is a result of that coming apart over time. Most, you know, and it, it really speaks to what uh, you know, Pastor C was saying just now, is working things through and not allowing things to grow you know not those little foxes that uh, mm, Songs of Solomon speaks of the mm. spoil the vine uh, because little foxes grow to be big foxes mm. you know or little lions as well grow to be big lions and big yeah. lions eat people what someone once said <laughs> so you know deal with them at that at that stage um, and when you come to irreconcilable differences one of the things you see again most of the, uh, in my experience of what I've seen is that either one or both of the people their walk with the Lord has grown cold Yes. And they're not yes. walking very close yes. to the Lord. Yeah. Right. Because if you're walking with the Lord very True. close and, you know, the things that are close to his heart, 
he will definitely let you know about it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and so if your walk with the Lord has also grown cold and whatever, then people say things like irreconcilable differences because mm-hmm. there's you know if you are a believer and you you know spout verses like nothing is impossible with God, people talk about that when they're thinking about their ventures and projects and finance for something that they. But nothing is impossible with God also means that God can recover a very bad marriage situation. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people are not willing, mm-hmm. you know. To, to go through that. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it, it requires being vulnerable. Sometimes it requires you saying things about your partner that you wouldn't want to say. Sometimes, you know, like what happened with Joseph, that he had in mind to divorce uh, Mary quietly because he loved her. You know, mm-hmm. that's what the Bible says. But it's also mm-hmm. interesting to realize that he wasn't willing to talk about his reasons. You know, mm-hmm. he's going to do it quietly. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, so you're pregnant. So, how, you know, how, how did this happen? Who is it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, come, let's talk about this. <laughs> how on earth did this happen? And the guy thought, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to, I'm just going to yeah, quietly do this. Yes, you know? <laughs> yeah, because you don't want to show that. Also, sometimes, and I'll speak from, you know, being a guy, sometimes you, your pride in that you don't want to show that something is an issue. Yes. Because you don't want to look weak or petty or look like, you know, no zonzu, no shusha, you know. Uh, but if it's an issue, it's an issue. And then guys keep that in their hearts and don't talk about it. Yeah. And then that, you know, as I said, the calcification That's of the heart. Mm. Um, but if you really believe that God, with God, all things are possible, there's mm. no such thing as an irreconcilable mm. difference. Mm. This is a God who reconciled Jew and Gentile. But think about it. You know, Jew and Gentile were the two groups of people that could never have been reconciled yes. mm. in any way. But by, you know, by the cross and what mm. Jesus did there at Calvary, mm. he brought those two together. And that speaks to all sorts of deliver- and, uh, differences and barriers uh, that you have, you can talk about racial barriers and all sorts of things. Yes. And anything that could be erected within marriage can yeah. be destroyed by the power of that same cross mm. and the same blood mm. that destroyed that division between Jew and Gentile and even between God and man. So mm. it's not an excuse. Stuff, man. Not an excuse. He's very, very right. You know, um, because I've met a lot of couples where, or women, or you're talking to an individual, you know, in the couple and they're not together anymore. And, um, you know, suddenly they're seeing each other in completely different light and they're talking about how, you know, we could have actually worked things out. Yeah. Um, I know of people who ended up not even remarrying because they're, you know, they're just so broken by the choice that they made. And at that time, because they were just so emotional and they were caught up in the emotions of everything. Um, you know, sometimes um, it's actually not bad to to separate and say we're not divorcing. Mm. But for this time, while we're trying to work things out, because being in each other's space is just so difficult, we're just not seeing eye to eye, yeah. you know. But while we're not together, and this one is here and this one is here, not that it's a good thing, but I'm just saying if it reaches that extent, yeah. we're still getting help. We have someone who's coming in, who's stepping in and who's talking to us mm. and who's trying to get us to see, you know, um, the issues from a different perspective. And like what he was saying, the other issue is that I've met so many couples where people have become so hard and they just don't want, you know, one thing about marriage is that it's, it's, it's a lot of compromise. eh? Mm -hmm. It's a lot of compromise. Um, You know, when I look at uh, the things that I had to compromise on and the things that my husband has had to compromise on, there are a lot of things that you forego or forsake for the sake of your spouse. And it's not that um, it's not that it's a bad thing, but if if, if it's going to, you know, strengthen your marriage and make it better, there's really nothing wrong with that. You Mm -hmm. know, if, 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 uh, 
if your husband is insisting that I really don't like spices in my food. People have had serious fights over that. Mm. So why not just, when you're cooking, just remove his meat and then you put Hallelujah. the spices in your food and then you just carry on, you know, <laughs> and then you dish up his food. My, my husband hates salad. He hates salad. I love salad. Any salad, I eat every salad. Mm. So I now know that, you know, we can have salad with the kids and he'll have veggies. You know, but I'm not going to make that an issue and I'm not going to make it seem like he's a problem. But people are, you know, having yeah. issues over small things like this. And like he's saying, it's these little foxes mm -hmm. that then build up because pe people just don't want to compromise. And you don't realize that when you are with someone, you know, um, like what the Bible talks about submission, you know, you're submitting one to another. Yeah. That's what it is. You're serving one another. And yeah. in that, there are a lot of things that you're going to let go of. But the most important thing is that when you both have your eyes on God. Um, you know, I love this song by um, Jonathan Hessler, is it? Um, and it's Abba. And there's a part where when he's like in spontaneous worship and he says, I want to be so close to you, so close that I see myself in your, in your eyes. I want your eyes to be my mirror. You know, when you get to that place where you're, you've got that relationship with God, yeah. you know, when we look at what um, it's First Corinthians, is it? 22 mm -hmm. that talks about love. And how love knows no wrong. And I love what it says, where it says love keeps no record yeah. of wrong. You know, yeah. that's just true love. When 13, you read that, yeah, that 13, verse, yeah, 13, you know, 13, yes, yeah. thank you, 1322. You know, I, I got the verse right. <laughs> yeah. <the chapter> wrong. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, when it really breaks down what love really is. And, you know, so many times I've read it over and over and over again. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, you know, why is it we're so willing to sit with our best friend and say, you know what, I was so wrong there. You know, I yeah. wasn't supposed to have said that to you. You're so right. And then your spouse, you're like, ah, nah. let's see who's going to give him his food. You know, let's yeah. see, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, stuff yeah. like that. But yeah. I love that part where it says love keeps no record of wrong. Mm. You know, and Jesus said you forgive seven times, 77 times a day. And I always tell people that our spouses are the ones who actually teach you, you know, about um the, 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 the fruits of the Holy Spirit, especially long yeah. suffering. Hey, yeah. you know, my husband has <laughs> learned to adjust to my yeah. always getting us five minutes late or whatever, always having to remind me to be early. You know, that's mm. it. He can get very frustrated. But really, will I sit and say, you know, irreconcilable differences because I'm not punctual, but people are doing that. Hey? Mm. Um, you know, and, and, and I've mm -hmm. learned to be punctual because it frustrates him. So that's my point that it's a, it's a give and take. Yeah. And once you understand that, you know, there are times where you're giving more and the other one is taking more mm. and there are times where he's giving more. And you're taking, you know, you're taking more because mm. he's strong in some areas where you are weak yeah. and you are strong in other areas where he is weak, you know. Mm. And that's what you need to understand. Um, like you said, I also don't believe that there's, there's uh, you know, such a thing as okay. you're just allowing things to just build up and build up and build up. And yeah. your, your hearts just turn to stone towards yeah. one another. If I could just come back to what you said earlier, Pastor C, about uh, this need for people to walk with others. Yes. I, and, and this is where you see now that big picture thing and you said that the struggles are not just you know specific to just individuals or just you, you know that they're, they're not they're, they're, they're common to all as it yes. were is that when you hear others speak about the same struggle you realize you're able to put into context yes. the issues that you're going, you're going through. through yes because when yes. it gets the yeah. two of you you it know really that that issue like, of yes. the spices is a big deal you know like <laughs> You know that, and then you really worked up. You know, and three days ago, I remember. You know, you came home at eight, and I'd said to you, you know, and you forgot to do it. But then, when you when you're in that in that context of community, and you hear everyone's stories, and you're like, okay, so it's not just me. You know, it becomes a moment where you can actually laugh at yourself and laugh at the issue. Exactly. Okay, so 
Okay, still an issue, but it's not as big an issue yes, as before. Yeah. And then, you yeah, know, you it's, it's a lot this. easier. Yeah. I mean, it's always interesting. Like, I, I'll be somewhere, and this is a bishop that you really admire, you know, and it's Bishop so-and-so, and he's saying, you know, we walked out of the house and my wife and I were not talking. Mm. And you're like, wow, you also get go through that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <sighs> All right, so our marriage is not really over, you know. Yeah. We can get past this. We're just yeah. not talking for now. Yeah. You know, we, we, you know, we can get past this. And you know what? Even as couples, you know, some, sometimes the arguments can get so heated up and you know that you're about to say the wrong thing. It's okay for you guys to take a step back and say, you know what, let's stop here. You know, my husband and I have agreed that certain things will actually start on WhatsApp. You know, because WhatsApp, what it does is I'm typing, right? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. then you realize, oh, no, but that's rather harsh. Then you start deleting. Then you're like, no, it made me, f-. you know, yeah. you read, you read, then you send it. And then he yeah. reads. And then his first thing is, what? Let me tell her. Then he thinks, no, but that's rather, you know, because you're doing a, you know, until eventually we can then say, okay, yeah, now let's start talking about it. So look for other things that you can do that can actually help you to there work through those issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I want to I wanna just move into something that we touched on earlier. And uh, so here now, we're, I want us to talk about practicality, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so there's the issue of violence and then there's the issue of infidelity. Mm-hmm. In the event that, you know... Uh, you discover that your spouse is having an extramarital affair or something is happening, mm-hmm. right? At whatever stage, at, at whatever level, or maybe it's something that's been ongoing for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and you love the person, ETC, ETC. How do you <clears throat> practically handle that, right? Um, is it the kind of thing where you're like, you know what, you cheated on me. Uh, it's late. Mm. It's we late. Jesus. Before we got married, Je- Jesus said this it. Was a deal right. Breaker. It's done. Or it's a deal breaker. Or is it the kind of thing that you then have a practical approach to, uh, I guess to, to to go about it. I don't know. Uh, yeah. How 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 can one practically handle a situation like that? Okay. Um, well, so firstly, we need to look at what Jesus said. He said, uh, you know, if anyone divorces their spouse, except for uh, immorality or sexual you know, immorality and then marry someone else causes them to become an adulteress or becomes an adulterer or whatever the case may be. So we have to, you know, see that Jesus did give that as a condition. Yeah. And if the person says, I want nothing to do with this person, it is wrong. And this is where I, I you know, talk about that thing about, you know, the kitchen teas and stuff. It is wrong, I believe, for anyone to then say you should stay mm. because Jesus has allowed them to leave. So if they say they want to go, then that should be fine because biblically they're allowed to do so. Um, however, it has, to, as I said, it has to be from their own uh, place, their own heart to say, you, he did this or she did this, but I'm willing to mm. work it out. Mm. Uh, and then if that is what has been said, now that they're willing to work it out, then you can come in you know, and start helping them with uh, stuff in terms of, okay, so what's the root of the problem? Is this an issue where, you know, you can then do that check if, you know, which was pre-shadowed, I'd like to believe, by the priests of old, where you look at the leprosy to see how deep has it gone. To say, okay, is this just once or is this like a series? Mm-hmm. What's the issue behind? Um, and then working through all those steps yeah. to see whether we can talk about restoration mm-hmm. of the marriage. Uh, I know situations where people have done that and the wife has, most of the time it's the wife is forgiving, although it's not always the case. But... 
Then they have this thing where they renew the vows uh, after going through a process of restoration. They renew their vows and then they, you know, continue mm-hmm. to live together. Yeah. Um, but it has to be, I have to emphasize, it has to be, the cheated spouse has to be allowed to say what they want to do because mm. they have the right to walk away in that, in that case. Right. Biblically given right to walk away. But also if they're going to stay, emphasis has to be once you're forgiven, you should forgive. The situations where people say, I will stay, right? Maybe because of, yeah, <laughs> because of pressure exactly. from the pastors or what it would look like in public, but mm. in their hearts, they want to go. Exactly, exactly. exactly. But it's, it's, it's something that they, that they just are struggling to recover from. Yeah. And then it's seven years down the road, the forgiveness isn't forthcoming. Mm. There's changes in the dynamic you know, uh, of the marriage. And you can see that this person is just there because, you know, of these things that we talked about. So there's no sincerity. That's yeah, that is yeah. not acceptable either. So it's I, I would say it's better for you to leave in that in that, in that situation than to stay around and then because they're going to it's going to be even more painful. Yeah. You know, they're going to inflict a lot of hurt and you've got children there, they're looking at mom and dad, they can see that mom and dad are not on the same page. Yeah. Or you know, say I'll stay but this is my condition. We're never going to be intimate again. So you have your bedroom and I have mine. You know, that is not useful either. Yeah. So if you're going to stay in that um, in, in that marriage after the infidelity, then you have to make sure that you are ready to forgive completely and start from a clean slate. Yes. Uh, of course, there is, uh, uh, I, I spoke about intimacy. Yeah. There is a reality of sickness yeah. and disease. Someone can go out and then they get an, an STD or they get some, they contract some, some sexually transmitted disease and uh, you don't want to put yourself at risk yeah. There are so many cases of women who have died of uh, of AIDS, for example, mm, because yeah. not because that they were bad, but their husband went out and came mm. back in with it. Mm. You know, so that's very important. These are the you, we spoke about the practical stuff. Yeah, these are things that also have to be looked at. But apart from that, I, I believe that if you're going to say I forgive, I'm going to stay, then you're going to have to go the whole way and say mm. this is like starting from, you know, uh, you know, like day one, starting from scratch. And nothing is withheld and nothing is brought up over time. But you did this and, you know, you have to be ready to forgive and move on from that place. It won't be easy. There'll be trust issues, mm-hmm. hurt that needs to be healed. That's why I'm talking about a process of, uh, process of restoration that right. needs to take place. Has to see anything? Um, I was actually going to say, but he touched it towards the end where I was going to say that um, the person really needs to get um, counseling and, and literally go through like what we'd call a healing ceremony. Because... Um, if if you don't, um, it, it's it's like it just becomes a gateway, a doorway for the enemy to just continue inflicting, you know, pain and so on and so on. You're sitting and things seem to be okay, and then suddenly you have this image and you're thinking, so what was it like when they were together? You know, yeah. when they were eating mm. dinner together, was it like this? Yeah. You know, when when they were intimate, was it like this? Um, was what, what what was she saying to him? What was he saying to her? Yeah. I know of a case where um, the 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 guy had agreed to forgive his wife, but from nowhere you know after months of seeming like everything is okay he just started carrying an extra jacket if they went out and then he put the jacket on a chair and he'd say you know this is your boyfriend so and so you know i just want you to feel what it's like to have a third person you know in the marriage and uh yeah yeah and he started putting a pillow you know you know in the Mm. bed and you know saying yeah you know it's three of us in this bed that's how i feel because someone hasn't gone through the process of 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 total healing Mm. and really understanding what it entails when you then say you're forgiven because it's literally like 
washing the slate clean the way yeah. God forgives us. You know, you have to be ready and willing to do that. But you then need someone to help you yeah. through it because it's not easy. Hey? It's really not easy. But um, once you decide and you are sure that you're sure that you want to stay, um, you know, like he said, I've also seen couples reconciling after serious, serious issues. I've seen couples reconciling after eight years of separation, 10 years, you know, that kind of thing. And they've gone on to have a very fruitful, fruitful, um, you know, life together. So mm. it's very, very possible. But get all the healing, all the counseling that you can get. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So my next question now is going to be um, <clears throat> concerning the actual um, divorce <clears throat> itself, right? There seems to be this stigma, right, surrounding divorce. Yes. And understandably so, mm. especially within, within church circles. I'll give you an example. Uh, like the church I go to has a program uh, where... Um, it's for people who are divorced or people who've, or people who've been affected by divorce, mm. right? And I remember a friend, a friend of mine brought her aunt, her aunt mm. to church. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the aunt was from a different church. So they made an announcement that there's going to be divorce care happening on this day. So the aunt was actually very ticked off at the fact that the church had a program called Divorce oh, Care because they were like, you are you guys it? condoning it? Are you yes. endorsing mm. it, right? Mm. Um, so, <clears throat> which goes to show that, you know, there's obviously different beliefs about mm. divorce and people view it in, in, in different lights and everything. But what I want to know is that how, how, uh, I guess as Christians or as the church, how can we best handle, um, I, I guess the, the stigma that comes with divorce. Mm. So let's say two people have, you know, Things happen and they actually do get divorced, right? But they still want to be part of the church. They're still members of the body, right? They're not like compromised members of the body. They're members of the body who are not married anymore. Mm. How best can that be handled? I guess that's my question. Oh, look, I think uh, because of uh, the, I think the, the 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 effect of sin in our minds and our hearts, and we we, we tend to grade sin. Um, yeah. as Christians <laughs> so there are those big bad sins you know like when it's time for confession people are confessing their sins people say oh, I just want to confess I've been lazy I've been you know I've not been ma making things uh, you know I've not been doing exactly to the capacity that I know that I can and those are the kind of acceptable things you know because we all you know can relate and we all have but no one wants to go and talk about the big bad stuff uh, and so already we show that we are grading sin in our minds. Mm -hmm. And that can happen on an individual level, but it can also happen on a congregational level. Yeah. So I, I think it's very important that uh, the leadership of the church really emphasize that all sin is sin, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, just because you are, you know, if someone is watching certain things that they shouldn't be watching, if someone is uh, slacking uh, at work, you know, the Bible says that the one who is slacking his work is partnered to him who destroys. Mm -hmm. So you are, you know, you are, you are in partnership with the devil. Mm -hmm. But you know, people yes. wanna, you know, people mm -hmm. think it's it's one of those smaller things. You know, so you recognize that is Look as bad. On Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are, you know, <laughs> Devil Inc. You know, wow. you're working for Devil Inc. Right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah got shares. Guys, you know. I hope you're not listening to this podcast while you're at work. You know what I mean? So I, I think it's so important for the for, for the leadership to show that all sin is sin, or what all issues are the same issues, and therefore we, you know, especially when you have a ministry that is 
that, that is teaching the grace of God. Yes. Um, and, and, and people are steeped in the grace of God and understand it. You find that it's easier for people to accept people who are going through that. Yeah. Um, but if you're in one of those places where if uh, the, uh, the, the church is legalistic um, and this whole thing about, you know, uh, you feel that that, that, that that feeling of, oh, this is stigma, I'm so not loved, is really, I find, most of the time in churches. Yeah. What's coming from the pulpit, what's in people's hearts, mm. and that is reflected, mm. uh, you know, in how people are going to be reacted to. So yeah. this is really at a leadership level, the grace of God has come. And covers all sin. You know, the love of God covers all sin and all issues and all weaknesses. And we accept and receive everyone for who they are and who they are in Christ. You know, once a person is in Christ, they are a new creation. We regard them no more in the worldly sense. All those things in the Bible so important uh, that they are born out in practice. Mm -hmm. How do the leaders relate to people that have been divorced? Is it like, you know, everyone else gets a hug and a high five, but this person... No hugs. If people are going to be invited to a braai, you know, or to a movie night, you just find that you're not on the list anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and the pastor doesn't have time, as much time for you as they used, like to, used to. You know, so those kind of things, you know, if, if they can be that, <laughs> the leadership and yeah. the community has yeah. to show that you are you know, a part of mm. us uh, through how they relate and basically not changing too much from what you were before in how you relate to the person, yeah. Yeah. you know really uh, makes a big difference. And on an individual level, it's also very important for you to be really steeped in the Word of God mm. and to mm. really have that relationship with God because that will then keep um, reinforcing the aspect of love, you know, mm. that, 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 mm. that despite mm. what you've been through, like what he's saying, you know, if, if we all went sinners, Jesus would not have had to come down to die for us yeah. and we would not need to ask for forgiveness. That, 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 that those verses are for all of us. You know, we can't really decide like what he's saying, you know, who's the chief sinner and who's the lower sinner and who's better and who's not better. Um, you know, so it's so important that as an individual, you really just need to continue being steeped in the word of God and also just 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 praying, um, you know, that God brings his revelation to you so that you you also feel and know that you are definitely, definitely forgiven because yeah. that is what then allows you to then go out there and not feel the stigma of, mm -hmm. of, of what people say. Because unfortunately, whether we like it or not, people will always have something to say. You yeah. know, I'll look at you today and say, oh, you've got braids today. You know, yeah. I actually liked you when you had your short hair, yeah. Yeah. you know, and yeah. then tomorrow you're back to your short hair. And I'm like, no, I was kind of getting used to the braids. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. You know, yeah. that's people for you, you yeah, know. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so and we need to get to that place where we have to realize that um, the important thing is you and your relationship with God yeah. and what God is speaking to you mm. and just you know if you are reconciled Namwari despite what you've done and you know that your walk with him is, 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 is a walk that's pure and that's really you know coming from the depths of a true relationship with him then that stigma will actually leave because I think all of us carry some sort of stigma from mm. something that happened to us you know as we yeah. grew up or you know what <laughs> some encounter that we had and so on and if we allow it we'll continue to carry these stigmas for the rest of our lives but you have sure. to get to a place where you really understand that God says that he blotted out your transgressions you know mm -hmm. um, he's cleansed you with his hyssop Mm -hmm. He's, you know, he's given you a clean garment in exchange for the dirty one. You know, your sins have been forgotten. Like, um, what does he say about hate that river? Yeah. You know, he's tossed them away. You yeah. know, that's just how yeah. exactly that's how much he's forgotten. Like he doesn't even remember because mm -hmm. you came and you asked to be forgiven. And that really needs to seep in and you really need yeah. to, you know, to, 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 to get it. And I think once you're also in that place that also, though it might be out of the subject a bit, it also allows for reconciliation with, with your spouse 
you know, especially if they're kids, maybe not reconciliation as in getting back together mm. again, but the relationship is just in a good place despite mm. you, the two of you being mm-hmm. divorced mm. because yeah. you are walking Namari. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, my next question, um, as we wrap up here, yes. is to do with, you know, how does one relate to their ex-spouse, right? <laughs> um, especially, you know, especially if there's children involved, or even if yeah. there's no children involved. Is this person, like, out of your life, it's done, we're divorced, leave me alone. Um, what is the encouraged thing to do, especially as, as Christians? That's my first question. And then uh, I guess we can just, I can just uh, connect these questions. The other one is obviously then to do with um, moving on after marriage. Can someone actually then remarry? Um, mm-hmm. Is that allowed um, biblically? Is that encouraged? There mm-hmm. Is that scripture that talks about how you then cause the other person to devote, to become an adulterer? To become an adulterer, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. an adulterer. So, yeah, those are my two questions. And then I think we can close. All right. Yeah, um, I think. I'll I'll just answer both of them, I guess. Um, I think post the marriage, um, I think it's important to just treat the person in the in the in the, in, the, in the global sense, if you like, as you treat any other Christian. There's so many verses in the Bible that speak of the uh, one another things. You know, you carry each other's burdens and so on and so forth. Uh, love your neighbors yourself. I believe that there's uh, a, a very large extent to which you. You, you can be guided by that. But of course, there's a case that there was a marriage and a relationship that was shared before. So as forgiveness allows, even also as legal issues allow, because we also have to be aware, what was the reason for divorce, you know? Mm. Um, if this guy had issues of pedophilia, you know, mm. um, then there are all sorts of legal things to consider. Yeah. How close is he allowed to be to the kids? And that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, as he is, of course, recovering and being prayed for and all that kind of stuff. So there, there is a range of things to consider. But I think uh, in as far if if it's a called normal, but if it's, if none of those exceptional issues are there, I think the people can have a, a very normal relationship where they relate as one Christian to another who have a shared history and uh, who share, you know, uh, children. Remember the Bible says that the reason that there was supposed to be one in the first place, Malachi says, is so that can, there can be godly offspring. Um, so there's that. And also, uh, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 7, I'm not sure about the verse, right about verse 13, he talks about uh, if the woman separates from the husband, uh, she must remain as you know, unmarried or else reconciled to the husband. So there's always scope for reconciliation mm-hmm. if people don't move on. Um, so, yeah, it's possible that through the interactions, as, as Pastor C said earlier on, that sometimes people then see, hey, you know what? This person is such a bad person. I've got to work this out and so on. And of course, there's a legal side, but there's a covenant side, the Bible side. There is still scope for people to reconcile, right. even after they said we're done. And as you said, about eight, ten years, people coming back together, that's still possible. Uh, when it comes to the issue of whether people can remarry afterwards, uh, the Bible is pretty... There's a lot of debate. Let me say mm. this. Uh, mm. Scholars and people from different uh, walks of, uh, or different sides of the theological tracks, if you like to say, there are those that say, where Jesus said that if it's infidelity, then the infidelity has the effect of putting the people back to where they were pre-marriage. As if this person had never married before. So they're able to get into a marriage. Because Jesus says, 
if someone divorces for any other reason except sexual immorality and then marries someone else, makes that person an adulteress, which would, by reason or by logic, mean that if it was sexual immorality involved and they divorced and then they remarried, that person is not an adulterer or an, ad or an adulteress. So that's the thinking of those that say that someone can remarry afterwards. Some will say, well, the fact that Jesus said that uh, because, you know, uh, allowing you to divorce doesn't mean that you're therefore allowed to marry. It's not, it's not one and the other, you know. Yeah. It's two different things. You're allowed okay. to divorce, but there's no room for you to remarry. Once you are married, marriage is for life. Only remarriage would be entertained if someone, if the other person were to die, right? The person you've divorced, if they die, which, of course, puts a lot of bad motives in the hearts and minds <laughs> of the person, you know. Uh, how can I speed this process, you know, and help this guy on and get myself out of this problem, you know. Right. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, and also if you look at that, if you look at how, 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 how Paul speaks throughout his epistles, he speaks about different people groups, older men, how they're supposed to be, younger men, older women, younger women, widows, young and old. He doesn't have a word that he says for those that are in divorce in terms of marriage and remarriage. He mm -hmm. says to the younger widows that they better marry because, you know, they might end up messing things up, trying to be, you know, and, and then they end up doing all sorts of stuff that they shouldn't yeah. do. Um, but you don't find any scripture where those that have divorced are, are encouraged to remarry. Okay. So that's one of, so it's those it's a, it's, it's a bit of a balance depending on where you are coming from theologically mm -hmm. but yeah out from my personal reading of uh, scripture if there was infidelity involved it puts these people back to the position where they were before marriage okay um and allows the person to uh to remarry okay um, all right. The the first issue regarding the issue of children, um, you know, or a relationship after, I think it's so important, especially for men, hey, it's so important to be able to separate your children from, from your spouse and from the issues that happened with your spouse. Uh, the kids had nothing to do with uh, what was going on between the two of you mm -hmm. and what was not going on between the two of you. And we really just have to show the maturity, um, you know, that we, that we are given by God. Mm -hmm excuse me, as we become closer to him and as we continue to grow and mature. And, you know, the Bible talks about the mind of Christ. And when we look mm -hmm. at the mind of Christ, um, you know, it was a mind that embraced everyone, come what may, you know, no yeah. matter who they were, Jew or Gentile, yeah. um, no matter what they're done or not done, um, you know, Christ was known for for uh, ministering to the lowliest of the low, to the people that were not supposed to be touched, mm -hmm. to people, prostitutes, people <clears throat> that were not supposed to be spoken to, you know. So who are we to then suddenly, especially when it comes to children? And there's a verse, I think it's in First Timothy that talks about how a man who doesn't look after his family, you know, deserves the blessing of an infidel. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you look at that and you're like, okay, you know, this is, <laughs> you know, this says a lot. Yes, yeah. you know, and when it comes to family and we're told about how, you know, we are supposed to leave an inheritance for our children. So how are you going to do that if you're not looking after your children? How are you going to leave an inheritance for them? It's their right to to have you as a parent there to look after them. So it's so important that you you get over whatever issues and whatever hurts. And I, I, I really never get it when people are saying, you know, I was so hurt, Pastor C. I, I can't even look at the kids. How? You know, how? <laughs> I don't get it. How? Yeah. You know, it, 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 it really doesn't um, 
makes sense to me. So it's just so important that people really need to learn to separate that because the kids need the both of you. They need a mother and a father. Yeah. Um, you know, you get nothing from separating the kids from from their father, stopping him from seeing them. Um, and you've got all sorts of reasons. He's not taking care of the kids. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. The important thing is the relationship. Everything else begins to, you know, come into play um, as time goes on. Yes, as you know, kids, while you're in that place, but for the sake of the kids, it's necessary and you need to be cordial to one another. So that's why it's also very important to get healing and yeah. to be mature about the whole thing. We're, we're not asking you to be the best of friends. It's it's not necessary. Yeah. The relationship is gone. It, it You know, it's finished. It's over. We've agreed, but for the sake of the kids, you know, the kids need to continue to see a balanced relationship between their mother and their father because that also then sets the undertone for where they are going with their relationship yeah, and their marriage. The you know, exactly, you know, and yeah. exactly, you know, and um, if you've got the ability to be a blessing to your kids, why are you then withholding that because you're trying to hurt someone else? The only people that you're really hurting. I, I, I've spoken to grown-ups, you know, now when you're counseling them and they're sharing stories about how my father, you know, had this and this and this, but I didn't have that and it hurts me and now he wants a relationship, you know, stuff like that. It yeah. all comes from all these things. Yeah. And then as parents, you suddenly have an expectation on children that you're not involved in. Um, no, you can't do that. And then the issue of remarriage, um, I go back to what I said earlier about how we really have to treat these things um, case by case because every situation is different. Yeah. Like I said, there are couples that I've seen who have reconciled after 10 years, um, even after maybe the guy, for example, went on and remarried and started a life and things didn't work out. And then he came back to, you know, his first wife and she hadn't married. Um, there are couples who've done that, um, even, you know, even though there was infidelity and whatnot. And generally, when you look at a lot of divorces, um, if we look at what we started with, where we were talking about violence and we're also talking about infidelity, mm -hmm. you find that those are the general reasons right. why people get divorced. Yes, the issue of finances and so on come into play, but there are usually a lot of abuse issues and things like that. And like we said earlier, that God, um, you know, protects the sanctity of life you know mm -hmm. he's, he's he's a god who gives life and he's the one who takes life it's not up to an individual to take someone else's life and if there's that danger and you've left for that i i don't see any reason why someone can't you know then move on that's why we need to treat these things um case by case and also right. just make sure that um we've really how can i put it we, the, the issue of reconciliation is gone like there really isn't a chance you know nothing can be done whatever mm -hmm. it is then we then look at the scenario behind the divorce and things like that. And then we can then decide, um, you know, what, what happens. So it's really something that you have to look at case by case. Yeah, it's a very, it's not an easy not, black and white kind of uh, yeah. answer question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but you know what? I, I must say that this, this has been possibly one of the most enlightening episodes for me personally. Just uh, because of the different angles that you guys have touched on. And um, I think you, you've really brought up lots of um, aspects that speak to the truth of, you know, what, what the Bible says and also just the practicality that people need to have. Uh, both people who are in the situation and then people who are observing or even yeah. affected by it. Yeah. And I think and that's... The church the, in general. Yeah. 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 You yeah. know, and I think what I also get from all of this is just the importance and the seriousness of marriage mm. you know that's mm. it's something that should never just be jumped into mm. yeah. um, carelessly or yeah. you know yeah. without really giving due, due thought and due consideration mm. yeah yeah and it's important to let these young people know hey um yeah. in in churches sometimes it's actually good to invite them to some of these marriage ministry uh, meetings where you just have a kind of meeting where 
um, it's not intense, but they're getting an idea of, oh, you know, wow, okay, yeah, you know, this is my responsibility as a husband, and that's my responsibility as a wife, mm. yeah. Awesome. So I want to thank our guests for being here today. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you for thank having you me. Having us, yeah. Awesome. And to thank our listeners, so we, I, I really hope you guys are listening and taking notes. <laughs> and work. <laughs> cool. All right. So that's it for today. Yes. I'm Cookie Monster. And I am T-Mac. We're out. Peace. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.